Let's travel back to the mid 2000s. MTV is the coolest thing on television. Sachin still plays for India, and the question "What's your BBM pin?" is as common as being asked for your phone number. This was around the time when BlackBerry dominated the smartphone market. After hurting our fingers on Nokia's numeric keypads for years, the shift to BlackBerry's QWERTY keypad was nothing short of iconic. It made texting and checking emails a thousand times easier. But how many people do you know who still use a BlackBerry? The answer is perhaps zero. The company went from holding 20% of the global smartphone market to almost zero in a few short years. How did this happen? This is Siddhant, and welcome to Let's Do Shots. When BlackBerry created its first phone, it had a very specific goal in mind. It was to make the lives of business professionals easier, and its marketing tactics were on point. They used to go to business conferences and particularly look for people using bulky laptops. They offered them a BlackBerry free of cost as a trial for a month, and if they liked it, they could buy it. And boy, did people like it! Not only was it the first handheld device with a QWERTY keypad, but it also introduced push email, so users could receive mails when they were sent instead of having to check for it constantly. A few years down the line, BlackBerry devices took over the corporate world, and almost everyone had one. Soon, there was a certain coolness quotient attached to owning the phone, like, "Oh, you own a BlackBerry? You must be kind of important." Slowly, this started flowing into the non-professional world. The brand targeted everyday users with various new features, including the once beloved BlackBerry Messenger. Since this was only available on Blackberries, it made you feel like you were part of an exclusive club. Now, here's why this was a game changer. Back in the day, your Airtels and Vodafones used to charge per every text message you sent. However, BBM used internet data to transfer messages, just like WhatsApp. Back in the 2000s, this was quite revolutionary, and owning a BlackBerry soon became a status symbol, much like the iPhone is today. Thanks to BBM, which at one point had 85 million users, the brand was everywhere. Everything seemed to be going really smoothly until one fateful day. Apple launched the iPhone. In 2007, when Steve Jobs revealed the first iPhone, he actually showed examples of BlackBerry phones and said Apple was getting rid of all the buttons and just giving people a giant screen. The iPhone was a new touchscreen phone that had a web browser and an email feature and was portrayed as a computer in the palm of your hand. Now, you'd assume that this would be a wake-up call for the folks at BlackBerry, but they weren't really concerned about Apple. They said that iPhones would need really good internet. And telcos wouldn't be able to provide that. Second, people adored BlackBerry's QWERTY keypad, and no touchscreen would be able to replace it. And third, they said that iPhone wasn't even catering to the corporate world. Well, they were absolutely wrong on all counts. From a global market share of 20% in 2009, it fell to 1% in just four years. With the iPhone leading the way with technological innovation, Android phones also began rising in popularity, which gave users what the iPhone had, but at a lower cost. All of a sudden, BlackBerry wasn't as exciting anymore. So, what happened? First and foremost, BlackBerry basically failed to recognize that smartphone purchases would be driven by regular consumers, and they were hell bent on focusing only on folks in business. So, while BlackBerry was making it easier to check your email, Apple and other Android devices were adding better cameras, better screens, and overall making your lives easier. People don't use their phones just for work. They use it for literally everything, from watching Netflix to tracking their step count to listening to a stranger ramble away on a podcast. Had BlackBerry had this vision, who knows what it could have been?
Here's the second reason. BlackBerry failed to understand the importance of the app ecosystem. Neither did it give developers any reason to make apps for BlackBerry, neither did it move to Android so that users could benefit from its plethora of apps. It eventually did, but it was too late by then. So here you are with your BlackBerry with a limited set of apps while your friends have moved on to iOS and Android. Sure, you have your BlackBerry Messenger, but no one else has it, so who are you going to speak to? If they had created an ecosystem where developers were keen on making apps for BlackBerry, who knows what it could have been. And finally, the third reason, complacency. BlackBerry didn't make any leaps that would make people want to trade in their old versions for a new one and stay within the company's fold. Unlike Android and iOS, which improved year on year by leaps and bounds. Think about it. Why do iPhone users trade in their old iPhones for a newer version every couple of years? Sure, they're probably rolling in wealth, but jokes aside, it's because Apple constantly keeps adding new features that improve the user experience. But BlackBerry was like, you know what? I'm fine. And that's what it came to be. Just fine. And fine isn't good enough. But you know what? It's not really a soft story, at least financially. The company did so well in its heyday that it had no debt and housed over $5 billion in cash when they started running into trouble, which in itself is a major success. Mm -hmm.